0: everyone and welcome to the Borderless Heritage. This is a special episode in between the two series. An interview conducted by me, Nilo from Iran, and we have two guests, Maryam from Pakistan and Vanil from France. In today's episode, we are trying to give an overview of our experience in the International Exchange Program of World Heritage USA, ACOMOS USA. <laughs> So, would you please introduce yourself to the audience and give us a little background?
1: I'm Vani. I uh, come from France, Lille in the north, and I live in London. I've done my whole degree in London, comparative literature, Um, undergraduate and world heritage studies master's degree
2: okay yeah i'm mariam from pakistan from north of pakistan i've done architecture for my bachelor's from pakistan and i did my ma in cultural heritage studies from vienna austria so i was um, i graduated last year and here i am
0: And as you might already know, I am Niloufar from Iran. My background is in the conservation of historical buildings and currently I am a World Heritage Studies Masters student in Germany. Well, tell me about this. How did you end up participating in this program?
2: Well, I, um, I actually applied last year as well in 2021 when I was in Austria. And uh, that was my plan for the summer after I graduate. So that was what I was thinking of doing. Because um, like early 2022, sorry, not 21, um, I was, uh, my degree was about to end. I still had six months, but I started panicking that I don't have a plan after this. And I started applying to different things. And I applied for this program when I was there. Um, And I didn't get it at that time. Uh, then after I graduated in 2022, I went back home to Pakistan, and I was looking for something to do. I didn't have a job, and I saw the posting again. And then I just thought to myself, "It's you know, I should just apply. I probably won't get it, or I probably won't have, won't be able to travel." But then I applied, then I got it, and I ended up here. Um, so
1: I so. I think I discovered the program back when I was, I think it was last summer, uh, because I remember, yeah, I was looking for like America. I wanted to have experience in America, but you have to apply in January. No, yeah, maximum January. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna apply um, for the year 2023. I went to San Francisco for the fall, and I really, really wanted to come back to the U.S. after my San Francisco internship. I came back in December and I applied for it. Um, and to be honest, I was pretty I, re- I was pretty cocky about it. I was like so confident I was going to get it. I'm like, yeah, you know, I have good experience and stuff. And I they ended up rejecting me <laughs> in <laughs> March. I remember I was stressing out because I had to find like a job, but I didn't want to commit for but mm. like a big job in case I was going to get the internship. But then, um, yeah, then they rejected me. I was like, OK, I can get a full time job. And I could not because we all know how easy it is to get a mm. job in Heritage. <laughs> and when I was despairing and thinking that I was I had no future, I received an email from them in April saying that they had someone canceling and that I was the, like on the waitlist. So I said yes right away, and
0: and I'm really happy. How different is San Francisco in comparison with San Antonio? In
1: the U.S., if you've already been there, you know how different it can be from one state to another. Especially I feel California—it's his own. No, but every state has like is is their own little culture and like behavior and stuff. Um, I feel like also anyone listening to this should know, like Texas, you know, is like this really conservative, like stereotypical mm. state, but San Antonio is kind of different from mm. all of that. It's, it's a pretty liberal city, but still like San Francisco is like the most liberal out of all the liberal city out there. Like we <laughs> mentioned the fact that there are places in San Francisco where you can literally legally be naked on the street. Like it's like very, very liberal. Um, but, um, like, a lot of people were telling me when I was in San Francisco, everyone was like, oh, yeah, San Francisco is the most European city in the U.S., Ooh. so you you must not feel, like, very, like, foreign, you know, like, um, like culture shock. But I was like, it's so different from Europe. Like, yeah. the houses, like, the style of living and stuff. But now that I'm here, I get it. Because oh, <laughs> it's like oh yeah okay you can walk in san francisco you don't need to own a car like a lot of people actually don't own one because yeah like transport is great you can walk um i feel like i should say weather is great as well but summer in texas is not (laughs) it's not a good example of
0: normal
1: yeah but yeah it was it was pretty different
0: i was thinking maybe i have to highlight that though we're participating in a program at the World Heritage USA but we are interning in three different offices in San Antonio. Mine is Office of Historic Preservation, Mariam's is the World Heritage Office and Vanille is in the NPS National Park Service. Maybe it's a good opportunity to introduce each of the offices and our specific projects.
2: So World Heritage Office uh, specifically works on the World Heritage designation, um that's of the missions the five missions that are in san antonio it doesn't uh, exactly have us or like authority on the missions but on the there is a buffer zone around it so people who are um familiar with world heritage um and world heritage properties they know that there is a world heritage property and there is a buffer zone uh, outside of it um that also has its own rules and regulations so um In 2017, I think, uh, the missions were designated as a World Heritage property. Since then, this office has been functioning, and it's not a big team, it's a small team. Um, But they majorly do all the projects, development projects, uh, cultural projects in in the surrounding area. Um, And they also work together with uh, the missions, National Park Service as well, when it comes to things that are happening uh, in the missions. Um, I think San Antonio has recently been designated as the world, um, what, what do you, I don't know the exact name, but city of gastronomy, mm-hmm. um, and it also works with that, um, it's a small team, um, and, uh, right now there are a lot of projects that are based on development, like, uh, improving roads along the, um, along the buffer zone, in the buffer zone, along the mission road, um, maintaining pedestrian bridges or making bicycle tracks and stuff. All of this is um, uh, for, with World Heritage Office. And they are also working on developing a World Heritage Center um, in on, along one of the major roads in the buffer zone. That it's not a big center exactly, but it's it's like a small exhibition space where people can get information about the missions or uh, have some small exhibitions, temporary and permanent exhibitions, suppose. So that's what it's been working on, and I was also working with them um, on one of the development projects. It's part of a bigger project, and, and this is a project that every intern when they come every summer they take this project and like contribute on their own so this this time uh, this year it was me last year the intern did a lot of research and prepared a background document and did a lot of groundwork um and based on that and site visits i developed the project further and it's about um the some of the hotels that are located in the buffer zone along two of the main highways um they are important for the development project because some of them are historic some of them have some historic element at the same time even if they're not historic they are along the roads the main roads, so they become important in a way of how they are what's happening in them what's their condition um so there are problems opportunities potential everything so we were working on that and um when i came in i realized that um There is a need to talk to the people because um, last year and even before more the focus was on studying them and doing background research and what should be done. But there was no one on one conversation with the people who own these properties. Um, So we initiated that this time and it went really well, better than expected. And it is expected to have further meetings with them because they are also interested in knowing what the World Heritage Office does and what the work plan is.
1: So I'm with the National Park Service, uh, NPS for short. National Park Service is basically the government uh, branch in the U.S. with the Department of the Interior that take care of sites that are on the National Register of Historic Places. Uh, So the site I was working on particularly was the San Antonio Mission that is part of the World Heritage Site here in San Antonio. So the interesting thing is that the... The whole heritage site. It's not just a mission, it's also the Alamo. Mm. But the Alamo is run by uh, the daughter of the Republic of Texas. So we literally don't have anything to do with them. <laughs> we are just running, well, I'm saying we. <laughs> After volunteers. two months, I feel part of them. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's say like this we run uh, four missions uh, that are in the south of. Uh, downtown like along the river uh, that's mission San Jose, Concepcion, San Juan and Espada and further down there's Rancho in Floresville um, which is not really uh, ready yet for the public yeah. <laughs> as we've seen but yeah so far that's the four missions that are the most um, like worth visiting Uh, So for context, the missions were built in the uh, 1700s uh, by uh, Spanish Franciscans uh, that, uh, we all know why they came here, to (laughs) uh, colonize the native people in the area. Um, One of the particularities, though, in, I feel like it's worth pointing out that most of them were not forced to come into the mission. Um but you know it was not either like they, they didn't have no
0: other choice. Yeah,
1: basically, like because they were like getting attacked on every side and it was like, oh, if you come to the mission you'll be safe, you know. Mm. Yes. Anyway, so they they the this kind of mission was present in a lot of places in the US, but the one in San Antonio were particularly successful. <laughs> Uh, in the sense that a lot of people actually forgot their roots uh, as uh, native people and stuff. I could go into this, that, <laughs> that might be a long, a long story, but I'm, I'm just going to focus on uh, the NPS. Uh, please
0: talk about it later. Okay, um, yeah, we yeah. can.
1: Um, and so, yeah, the NPS is just literally just running these four missions, um, just as any historic uh, body would do with their historic property. And like Mariam say, they are in contact with the World Heritage Office in order to like deal with all the stuff that because they're a governmental yes. um body and also because yeah. in the US there's a very strong, they have very strong feeling about property. Mm. <laughs> so a- anything that's like belong to the government, belong to the NPS, yeah. really needs to go through them. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, you don't have a lot of liberty with that. Um But yeah, and uh, sorry, my project, (laughs) I was documenting things. So they had recently a change of staff and it was, to be honest, a pretty mess in my office. So I helped them uh, create Excel sheet and like document all their research and like official documents. So I learned so much about the park over these two months. I feel like I have so much knowledge about this park and I'm about to leave, but it's a really interesting interesting place. Um, and yeah, and I was involved in other few projects with the communities and stuff that we can, we can touch upon later.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, talking about my office, Office of Historic Preservation is responsible for the historic district of San Antonio. Every kind of intervention request that is considered in the historic district is uh, sent to this office. Uh, So, they have to conduct research, like uh, field research, and examine the status of the place and the requests, to identify the values and the regulations that should be considered for each specific case. After that, uh, they send a notification to the owner to come to the public hearings and uh, they try to interact with them to find the best possible solutions and they kind of prepare technical advice. But uh, honestly, they they are always uh, running different kind of projects. For example, if they decide to demolish a property, they have this deconstruction project, which uh, leads to Deconstructing the property and making use of the material uh, or architectural ornaments, etc. in other places. The specific project that I've been the most involved in is the local markers program, which is kind of based on the stories that the citizens share. Like uh, There are some maybe stories or memories happenings in collective minds or in the mind of individuals that carry historical values. So in this project, people share these narratives and in case the narratives are also integrated to a specific place, they be highlighted. After that, they can submit and the staff go through the examination uh nomination inscription and putting some signs or boards in the city to increase the awareness and kind of build a map of these local markers so when i did start my uh, project in the office they suggested me to work on one of the artists of san antonio after doing some research on San Antonio's history. Then after doing some research, I did highlight three values in the city which are working together to building the significance of this special city which are people, nature and missions. After that, I tried to find an artist who are resembling all these values in the artworks and Also, in their insights. And it led me to Brother Cletus, which I got so obsessed with him. I think everyone in the three offices knew that I am working on Brother Cletus' art. Giving a bit of information, he used to be a Marianist brother, known also as a Pop Expressionist artist so i could identify the missions nature and people in his artworks uh, which at the same time was kind of in relation with both of you um, mariam's and vanille's project and yeah okay changing the topic is there anything special you would like to share with other participants students practitioners or who else might be interested to apply for such a program in U.S.?
2: Okay, so just a uh, background information about the program is that uh, this is an exchange program that takes place every summer. Um, we got to know about it recently, but apparently it's been running since uh, 1990. Yeah. And maybe God knows, I mean, even before that.
1: Yeah, just, uh, I just, yeah, yeah, about that, I, in my documentation, project i found some papers that were written by one of the interns mm. of our program in 1991 mm. oh my god so that yeah. was really cool like how old this program wow. is i don't know anyway mm.
2: so uh, different people apply and the organizations also apply so organizations develop a program for an intern they want to get through the world heritage uh world heritage usa And they select organizations and then they match uh, interns they got. And we all, three of us are placed in the U.S. And there's another uh, intern from Lithuania. She's based in Washington, D.C. Um, But most of the others who are actually U.S. citizens, I think, Mm -hmm. yeah, they are placed in other parts of the world. Some of them are in Europe. One of them is in India. So this is how this usually um, happens. So it's not just the U.S. that you get placed in. You can get placed in other parts of the world as well. But uh, from our understanding, we think that if you come from outside the U.S., you are placed in the U.S. And if you are from the U.S., you are placed outside the
0: mm-hmm. U.S. Yeah, yeah this thanks. is the background information. Okay, now tell me what's your worst and best experience here? Should we start with worst and then, yeah, you know,
1: top well. up with a, the best?
2: I don't know if I have a yeah, one specific or
1: <laughs> You know what I'm gonna say.
2: What? So Which one? when
1: when I arrived here, um, you guys were not there yet. You remember oh, you were okay. uh, in you, you were stuck in Washington because your flight was mm-hmm. canceled. Mm-hmm. I arrived so one day before, and you know me like good little European that I am, and also because my only experience in the US had been in San Francisco where you can walk. I was like, oh, I'm going to go groceries. It's only half an hour from."
2: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Jesus. And it's so funny, like, knowing, like, being two months here and thinking this is so funny. Yeah, but honestly, when I was, like, planning this, it was so, such a good idea in my head. <laughs> and I just, I, so I went for, and I went, I had this linen dress, right? Oh my God. Um, like blue light blue linen dress i start walking like soon i discovered that there's no sidewalk everywhere like some place we <laughs> don't have sidewalk also i um i pass a lot of road kills like dead animal mm. on the side and all the cars were like slowing down like yeah. next to me like like what is she doing you know like what <laughs> She Growing she because like people walking here and now Who i get this it
0: crazy woman yeah. yeah
1: but the thing is that now i get it because like the other day uh we were in the car and there was someone that uh, we were with melissa uh, it's one of my colleagues and there was someone like walking on the side and we were looking at him like is he okay? What is he doing? And then I realized, oh my God, I'm thinking like an American because it's so, it's not, it's so unusual unless like if you, if you're downtown, which is the center of the city, then a lot of people are working. That's fine. But in the suburbs or where people live, it's just mm. weird. Uh, and it's mostly homeless that you will see walking. So anyway, uh, it was really weird and uncomfortable and the heat, <laughs> yes, the heat. Uh, and so by the time I arrived, at the at the the store my dress was soaked like literally because it was linen you could see Mm -hmm. oh it was like someone threw a bucket of water at me but it was my sweat (laughs) and i was dying i was hot i was embarrassed and i felt so out of place in this store and i think no one cared about me but i was feeling so weird with this that i i took the bus Mm -hmm. the thing is i didn't know so on google maps they say that the bus is free so I oh. get in the bus. Oh yeah, yeah say they it's say free. free. Yes. Yes. So I'm like, cool. You know, maybe some place do that. So I was like, okay, that's great. It's free. I get in the first bus, and everyone was looking at me, and I'm like, okay, maybe I'm behaving weird. <laughs> then I had to change the bus, so I get out of the bus, and I know at some point the the bus driver said something to me, but I wasn't sure. Like I wasn't used to the Texas accent back then. And then I <laughs> I changed my bus, and I start to go in again. And the lady stopped me. She's like, you got to pay. And I'm like, what? It says it's free on Google. I was like, no, you got to pay. And she refused to let me in. Oh. So I had to get out.
2: But did you, you couldn't pay? You didn't have cash? No, I didn't have. I, oh. I was
1: like, I was looking at her. I was like, I don't have cash. Can I pay contact? She was like, no. Okay. This, I'm not going to be mean. This woman, <laughs> she, she didn't even tell me that there's an app that you can download and buy a oh. ticket. on it. I could have done that in front of her and taken the bus home. She didn't tell me anything. She, she was just not saying anything, waiting for me to get down, oh to God. get out of the bus. So I just left the bus and I was stuck in um in Hemisphere Park. So it's not that the, far, right? It is far. Uh, that, yeah, <laughs> like by walking. Like is. if it's
2: Europe, it's not. But yeah, that's the or thing. if the weather is nice, it's not.
1: So I I took uh, one of these scooter, yeah, you know, the electric scooter that's so expensive, and I rode home like this. And that was just one of my experiences. <laughs> but where did
2: you leave the scooter? I left you can it, leave like, it anywhere. <laughs> like the, it's like the hard
1: and that's just yeah. Like in the next three days, every every day something was happening. Like the second day, I got chased by a stray dog. Oh, I remember!
0: Oh. <laughs> I was like, I was on my run,
1: and I was, I my heart was beating so. I, I, I was so scared. And then the third day, a guy thought I was a prostitute because I was working. Oh and, God! You know, woman walking in the U.S. can only mean one thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that let's say that was my worst experience here
2: sorry that was a long story like every other time we go out planning a whole day half of the things get done and you get done with the day because it's so hot and getting on the buses is so hard anyway Uh that's I think the worst part of being here like you the way your energy goes down and all the things that you planned you can't do them anymore because it's too hot and you can't walk and you know, the bus is late, half an hour, even 40 minutes. But I would say, I think we all know <laughs> the worst experience <laughs> was when I went on a bike ride. <laughs> um, I, w- I wouldn't call it worse, but it was the most difficult. Sure. Yeah, I wouldn't call it worse. Um, it, ah, uh, yeah. So we went on a bike ride and we were riding the bike, and I, um, it, they are electric bikes, but I decided i got inspired by Vinny. <laughs> i decided sorry. to get some exercise in the i don't know 40 41 degrees celsius uh, temperature and not turn on the electric feature but i did manage to get somewhere then i turned on the electric feature again and i was my head was spinning but i got we got to the to the library yeah we rested for a while i was fine good then we spent some time in the in the church we attended the mass and then we wanted to go back all the way back to downtown to, what? To get to brunch, brunch. Yeah. yeah. To, yeah. The- to the restaurant. And on the way, we, and I was fine when I was riding the bike. It was only when I got off the bike, I started to feel very, very nauseous. And so we had to stop at one point to like dock the bike for, yeah, that's another story. But we had to stop. And there... And also we hadn't eaten anything really, so I was not sure if I was nauseous just because of the bike ride, the heat, or because I'm not, I haven't eaten anything. Um, And then we were in the park, (laughs) it was a park, parking of a park. It's Roosevelt Park, I know it now. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. and we were there and my head was spinning and I know that Vinny cannot <laughs> see people vomit she cannot see that I feel bad. and I personally don't feel better people say you feel better when you vomit but I don't so I was trying not to throw up but my head was spinning like a lot and I was worried if I throw up here Vinny might faint or something oh my God. I'm sorry <laughs> so I was trying my best to not and it was so bad that if I'm sitting and I move my head even just a centimeter, it would go very, really, really bad. But eventually, I threw up. <laughs> in the trash. <laughs> yeah. But before that, I did announce very loudly that I have to throw up. I was under a tree and singing to So I to sent myself. her away and I threw up and I called an Uber Aww. and I went home. And the ride was only six minutes, but I was also almost throwing up in the Uber. Oh my it was God. so bad. Oh, and the guy was talking to me. He oh. was trying to be nice and talk to me. And I didn't want to be rude. But he could see that I'm almost dead. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's a true.
2: In his car. It have... Actually, yeah. it's
0: super
1: expensive. You know, if you throw up in an Uber. Really? Yeah, it's like 200
0: <gasps> Oh, my God. Oh,
2: wow. But it's something
1: finishing wow. 100 Yeah.
2: So, yeah. But then I got back. I took a, took a medicine and I like slept for a while. Yeah, I wouldn't call it worst, but it was a it was a lesson, and I did not go back again to ride a bike at that time of the day. And I and I thought it would be nice because we had went like gone before, um, a few weeks before, and that experience was really nice. But maybe the timing was not good, and it was we overexerted ourselves.
0: I don't know what is my worst experience. Maybe the cold inside and the heat outside which took me a lot of energy to get used to it. But also the gunshots and train noses in the middle of the night. These freaking dogs barking all oh, the time. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Just put your
1: dogs inside, Americans. Why do you leave them out? At- and it's too hot for these poor dogs to be outside. Yeah, it's
2: really
1: hot. Yeah, <laughs> i struggle. Okay, now best things because we need to lighten the mood. Yeah, best. Yeah. What was, the, mm-hmm. best? was mm-hmm. the best. Oh, my gosh. A lot, actually.
0: Yes. I think about it. Yeah. Honestly, I mm, let me think. Honestly, I had countless good and maybe best in a way experiences here. One of the other signing one was meeting an Iranian girl. What happened was when my office shared a post on Instagram about me, this Iranian girl who were working in an architecture company responsible for maintaining the missions approached me, sent me a message that she is also in San Antonio and we can meet. I was so happy to have someone from home here. She was so lovely and kind. Took me to visit very nice places in San Antonio. uh, Which really helped me to find my attachments to the city, you know? Like very soon. Making my beloved spots. Having a background toward the heritage matters. And so on. I have
1: several. Can I say like two? Of course. There was recently uh the the pool party I went to. So girls from work um invited us to their apartments. So in, in Texas it's very common to have like of an apartment in a like an apartment complex that has like a gym and swimming pool and stuff 'cause, you know, Texas is this place where everything's bigger mm-hmm. <laughs> so they all have like more stuff. And so she just invited us and it was her, another colleague, two other colleagues, uh, including Melissa that just started back then, and I. Um, And it was just so nice because, like, we were, like, first of all, we were, like, you know, just between girls, like, chilling in the pool. And it felt nice because the weather is so horrible here. Like, Mm. to be in the water just felt amazing. And it was just us, like, chatting about, like, work and gossiping, you know, like, really girl time. And I felt... I felt like, oh, finally I'm included. And that was not long ago. That was like two weeks ago. So that's mm. why, that's one of the reasons why I I've gotten sad recently. I was like, I finally feel included at the end of my internship. Uh, but yeah, that, that was this really lovely time. And that's when also I really connected with Melissa, my, my colleague, uh, because we had, like, she took me there by car and uh, we spent like um, half an hour in the car uh on the way and on the way back so Mm -hmm. we really connected and um then my second one well i had it in my head i just forgot um (laughs) no no no. third one um well yeah i was gonna say also the river with Alison and you guys it was really nice and hank (laughs) the cutest dog um and yeah, it's also really nice. Like Alison's my supervisor from work, and she's been the best. Literally, like she, she just did everything she could, so I had a great time here. And uh, yes, yeah, so she took us all to the river to swim. Um, we made Mariam float, which was really funny. Yeah. And you were really brave. You did a good job. Yeah,
2: because it wasn't my first time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the first one would be not in San Antonio when I went to the oh, when I went to Orlando. Yeah, I visited the visiting world of Harry Potter. And what else do you need? I had a Butterbeer. (laughs) And uh, yeah, and in San Antonio, I would say the night we we went out with Rebecca. That was really fun. Uh, This recent one, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it was fun. And when we went to the river when I floated. That was fun. It's funny
1: because at the beginning, you remember we were all like, "Oh my god, we have nothing to do because yeah. we don't have a car. We're bored. It's too hot. There's nothing to do except going to the mall in Texas." But mm-hmm. but now when we think of all the things we did, actually we had a yeah. really good time. Done a lot, yeah. yeah. So to all people who want to do an internship, I would say make it minimum two months, like never shorter than that. If you're gonna go to yeah. another country, because you yeah. you need to think that. Even, like, me being from Europe, it's very similar to the U.S. in a way because it's Western, but Mm. it's so different. Like, you need to adapt and it's normal and Mm. it's not especially your language or, like, people don't have the same mindset. There's all these things that you need to take into account to And just to
2: be, you know, uh, make good relationships with people. Exactly. Exactly. It takes time. Yeah, it takes time. Um, yeah, there's all right, this, this
1: yeah. phase at the beginning when you're a bit awkward. Like, even if yeah. everyone's nice, you know, it's like you don't really know them. You yeah. need time to get them. uh Focus on the people in uh, any place you're going because mm-hmm. uh, heritage is about the people. And I feel like the stereotype about America is... <laughs> well, we all know <laughs> what the stereotypes are. Like Especially, I feel like America that's one of the reasons I really wanted to come here was that it's so rich in culture. And that's, that might surprise many people missing that, especially in Texas, but it is. And like, we need to drop the stereotype that like America doesn't have a culture or like it's bland or whatever, because if you get to know the people and their history, they're so close to their history because, because it is a new country, Mm -hmm. they know so much more. Like I have no idea who was my great grandpa. And people here, they can trace their roots until like three hundred years ago, mm-hmm. and they have like traditions, and you know they're really st- close to their culture, and they created culture from all this mixing of culture as well. And there's all these people, you know, that are recently discovering that they were native or stuff like that uh, after colonization. So yeah, I would say always like don't just you know don't just do your job. <laughs> in the office like go 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 beyond yes look at the bigger picture Yeah. yeah that's what i would have to say
0: well final comment from me would be be a bit patient toward yourself and other people and little by little you will find your place also do not be ignorant about the opportunities which comes to you do not be hesitant about what you want, just because other people couldn't make it. Like, if I wanted to consider other people's experiences, I should have never applied for this program, because as an Iranian, it is not really easy to get a U.S. visa. And if you applied and did not accept just know that rejection is part of the process and it doesn't mean that you are not credible or talented enough. Do not make it personal, you know what I mean? Just take it as part of the process.
2: Mm, I would say just like be open to learn, no matter what it is, if it's a job, if it's your task, if it's something else, um, be open to get to know it and then you can you can decide if it's your thing or not without trying it. You can't say if you liked it or not, or if you want to do it or not. So yeah. And I, as I said, even the cycling experience was not the worst experience. It I learned, you know, so yeah, with everything, just be open to trying things out and then deciding if you want to do it again or
0: not. if you want to pursue it or not? So yeah, keep an open mind. Okay. Let's wrap this episode here. Thank you for bearing with us. Hopefully, we could give a general overview of our experience in the World Heritage USA International Exchange Program in the summer of 2023. I was the host of this episode, Nilu from Iran, and we had two guests, Vanille from France and Mariam from Pakistan. We say goodbye from San Antonio, Texas. Take care and have a good one.